When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You got barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. Happy Sunday, September 25th, 2022, man. Ray G here in the building, one deep, just to do some college football recap. Instant reactions, quick takeaways. We don't have all the data and all that stuff mixed in the model. Just sort of, this is something that I feel like I need to do, and we don't have enough time on the wake-up show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to really recap college football. And quite honestly, after Saturday night, early Sunday morning, once the NFL kicks off, no one really cares about what happened in college. And it's my job to keep you tapped in. So um, I'm live with the patrons. Hopefully some of them will jump in the building and uh, and get on the stream and ask some questions and shit like that. And if not, I'm going to just give my quick thoughts and takeaways of what we saw this uh, this past Saturday in particular, how it how it affects and moves the dynasty market, right? How we should be viewing some of these players for fantasy football purposes, man. And um, let's just get into it and start this thing out. Let me see. Let me see if these people got the stream. I mean, I'll just tell them I'm live, and then we'll go ahead and do it live now. Let me share that share the link with them. I guess they don't have the damn link because it's unlisted. Let me do that real quick. Uh, copy the. Uh, URL. Here we go. Let's go ahead and get this for everybody. Shit, I don't know where it's at. I don't know where the damn thing is. I'm live, but I don't know where it is. I don't know where to find it. They should know, but neither here nor there. I don't see anybody in here with me, but let's go ahead and do it. Let's, uh, uh, link is in the videos, I think. Yeah, I don't know where the damn link is. No clue. No clue. I don't know how to work my own damn Discord. I don't know where the link is, but the big takeaway for me is uh, the quarterbacks, right? Uh, C.J. Stroud was magnificent last night. Just, I know a lot of people are going to say it's the Ohio State system. It's all of this, all of that. He was incredible, man. 281 yards, five touchdowns, one interception that was an overthrow. That was the only one that was sort of on him. But other than that, C.J. Stroud was was absolutely magnificent. And it's hard for me to, to think that there's another quarterback that I want in this class over him at the moment. It's hard to, it's hard to make the case for anybody other uh, than C.J. Stroud right now because of, uh, because of how he's playing. Uh, it doesn't matter if JSN is in. And speaking of JSN, reports are the hamstring is not good. I don't know if that's confirmed or what, but he, he played last week. He didn't play this week. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with JSN. I had a couple of people tell me potentially a hamstring tear. Again, none of that stuff is confirmed. Like nothing is confirmed with that. All right, I got the shareable link right here. I'll, I'll drop this in right here. 
Um, none of that is confirmed with with JSN to my to my knowledge, but doesn't matter if it's Emeka, doesn't matter if it's Marvin Harrison, CJ Stroud's ability to just find the open man and deliver is impressive, man. And when you're looking at a quarterback class that I watched Tyler Van Dyke get pulled for Jake Garcia. We we're seeing Will Levis play well, demonstrate some of that arm strength, but a lot of concerns that people have with Levis still continue to show uh still continue to show themselves, right? Like you want to see him push the ball downfield more. He's got a great young freshman wide receiver in Barry and Brown. Absolutely dynamic. I mean, when I'm thinking about where to rank him in this uh in this upcoming uh well 2025 rookie class, it's just he's very good. And Brown is very good. So First initial takeaway is just how good C.J. Stroud is. In this game, it was crazy because I was looking at Braylon Allen, a 2024 eligible running back, and I was like, I don't want to take his rushing yards. I, I'm, a, I'm fearful that Ohio State will get up on them early, and then Braylon Allen won't be able to do anything. And he just showed off why he's one of the best running back prospects in the 24 class. You had both of them back-to-back. You had Trevion Henderson on one side of the field, Braylon Allen on the other. And I know Henderson is maybe a little more well-rounded because he can catch the ball, but I mean, if if Allen is going to be what is he six foot two, two hundred and thirty, forty pounds, and run a four four, run a four five, it's going to be hard to for people not to fall in love with that and think the next Derrick Henry. Um, Henderson is playing well, but Mayan Williams is playing well behind him is uh, also so. Big takeaway is just how good C.J. Stroud looked, and uh, right now it's hard to it's hard to bet on him being anything other than the QB1 in this class at the moment. Now, that doesn't mean he has the most tools or he's the most toolsy guy, but when you're talking production, it's hard it's hard to it's hard to to bet against CJ Stroud. Now, let's talk about the guy who a lot of people th- seem to think could push for that QB1 spot uh because of the talent, because of the skill set, and that's Anthony Richardson who played he played awesome. If if you watch that Florida Tennessee game, you were in for a treat because you had two really good quarterbacks in Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson dueling this thing out in Knoxville, Tennessee. Anthony Richardson finished the day 24 for 44 for 453, two touchdowns, one interception, 10.3 yards, uh, you know, average uh, pass completion, which is pretty good for Richardson. I, I I know the completion percentage wasn't there. It's about, he's a little right around 50%, um, 24 for 44. But man, the throws that he was making, the progression, you could see him taking what was there. And then we saw him utilize his legs. 17 carries, 62 yards, another two touchdowns on the ground. This is, I mean, if this were in the NFL, I mean, this is monster week for Anthony Richardson. Him and Hooker balled out as well. I know a lot of people are kind of looking for those top five quarterbacks in the class. And right now, it... <sighs> Why not Hendon Hooker inside that top five? He's better than Tyler Van Dyke. He's better than Devin Leary, Cam Rising. He's better than Jaron Hall. He's an older player, but you know you saw him get 111, 112 yards on the ground. He ripped off a real long run where he followed his blocks and just a nice run down the left sideline. But Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker really balled out. And you know there's a lot of talk about a Rich not uh, potentially if the season continues the way it is, him not declaring. Uh, for the NFL draft, and we'll just see how it goes, man. I think, realistically, all of us in the fantasy space were probably a little out over our skis uh, after week one with Richardson as QB1. He's pushing Bijan for the 101, where in reality, he's still, still a young quarterback that that needs some time to grow and develop. But I, I did like what I saw out of both Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker this past weekend. So, Let's go to Alabama. Let's talk about Bryce Young, and I really want to talk about Jameer Gibbs and and how good he is. And 
Everybody was asking why Jameer Gibbs didn't run the ball. It's He's their best receiver. He's like their best receiving weapon. I know Ja'Cory Burks had a big game, uh, 117 yards. But, man, Gibbs out of the backfield. If you didn't see that long 26-yard uh, catch and run, it was beautiful. Magnificent. Go check out uh, Jameer Gibbs. And my only concern with Gibbs long-term is – What's what are we expecting his rushing opportunity to be in the in the NFL? He's not going to be a twenty carry a game guy. I don't even think you want him doing that. You know, Alvin Kamara is the most the most talked about comp for him. He's smooth. He's kind of a glider, shifty like Kamara. Very very natural out of the backfield. You know, he's going to have to. I, I don't think he's built and equipped enough to handle carries out of the backfield like Kamara does. But I do think he's just as dynamic in the receiving game. Can he develop into that? Uh, maybe an Austin Eckler, maybe like a lesser version of Eckler or right around Austin Eckler. I think so. Uh, I think he can, but you know, they, they're just not handing him the ball. They're not turning around and doing what Alabama's done for the past Five years with Najee Harris, with Brian Robinson, which is have a primary ball carrier and just give it to the guy. And Gibbs is doing what he's supposed to do in the receiving game to keep his, uh, I don't want to say his draft stock afloat, but you know, on the season, 25 attempts, 172 yards, 17 receptions, 187 yards, three receiving touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns for Gibbs. It's just, it's a little concerning, right? He hasn't had one game this year with over 10 rush attempts. Um, so when we're thinking for fantasy, like you're really banking on Gibbs, just being a monster in the, in the, in the passing game and the receiving game, which he can do, but it's still a little, uh, I don't want to say concerning, but just not ideal, right? Not ideal. Bryce Young, another efficient day, just dissected Vanderbilt, you know, 25 for 36, 385 and four. Your top quarterbacks are Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Like, let's not. I'm not about to to reach for something. I think the most toolsy guy, of course, of course, is Anthony Richardson. But if I'm building my roster and I'm like, I got to take one of the one or two one of these quarterbacks, right? It's it's either Younger Stroud at the top. I just there's no way. At least four weeks into this college football season, I could see myself going uh, to CJ Stroud, uh, going to Bryce Young, uh, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis over Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. It just can't happen. The command of the offense is crazy. Like he's just he's just good, man. He's good. He's a good quarterback. He's he's small, but he's good. He's small, but he's good. And that's what that's what people are gonna talk about when it comes to Bryce Young. It's gonna be it's going to be that size. Now, DJ Uyanga Gale. Let's talk about him because this season, uh, this young man has really stepped it up this year, right? I, I know the completion percentage, 63%. Uh, finally, he got loose this game for this game. Sixty-three percent completion percentage. Got loose for three hundred and seventy-one yards and five touchdowns in a two overtime victory versus Wake Forest on the season. His completion percentage. Look at that from fifty-five to sixty-four. He's well on his way to go over twenty-two hundred passing yards. Look at this. This is what I love. Right, ten touchdowns, one interception. Last year, nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. This version of DJU is the version that we wanted to see last year. And he's got Clemson as a top five team in the country. They're probably going to cruise through the ACC at this point and be on a collision path to another college football playoff. This is the guy, right? You watch this game and he, the tools, we talk about all these tools that, that Anthony Richardson has. 
DJ Uyangagale has these same type of tools because look at what he does on the ground. 14 for 52 this game. He had 9 for 62 last game. Without going into great detail, I, I have been privy to some information that may have contributed to some things mentally with him last year. And you can say on one, one hand, like, you need, you're a top-rated quarterback. I want to see you persevere. But um, there were some things that he was going through that probably made it really difficult for him to play last year. When you look at somebody 6'4", 240 pounds that can move, that has a hand cannon— I'm in. I, I mean, this is a guy that I, I came out, Jay Rich, Jay Rich knew I, going into last season, I was like, he is the 101 in 2023. There's no doubt about it. I'm in. I, I think he has rehabbed his stock to a point where we're talking about these Van Dykes and Learys. And if you're in on Levis's tools, if you're in on Anthony Richardson's tools as a prospect, how could you not be in on DJU? Like, I just. I think we swung the pendulum way too far. We set the expectations way up here. He failed, and you got to knock him for that. But at this point, man, if he declared in 23, which I don't know if he will or not, he, he feels like a guy that if the season continues to go well, Clemson gets to the college football playoff and say they lose to Georgia or Alabama, like I could see him coming back for in 24, which might be, four weeks in, might be his best outlook right he declares for the 24 class man you got you got Ewers you got Caleb you got McCarthy you got May you got DJU that looks good what what I like about DJU and why I'm starting to 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 to, to jump back on this train is the same reason why I like Jalen Hurts right when adversity hits and things don't go your way and you kind of shit the bed right what do you do do you nut up and crumble or do you get in the lab get busy Work your tail off, come back, and ball out. And that's what DJU is doing right now. He got in the lab. He worked on some deficiencies. He avoided all the noise. Think about the pressure that that young man had going into last season, following up Trevor Lawrence. They won national championships with, you know, with Deshaun Watson, that lineage of quarterbacks. And you're being banked on the B, hell, as good as those guys. Right from a physical trait standpoint, he's got everything that Watson and T-Law have in his shoulder. He's got all of that, right? But it did not come to fruition last year. They lost everybody. Clean slate, and he had to figure it out. But he got in the lab, he's gotten better, and he's done exactly what a lot of people wanted Spencer Rattler to do, and he's not getting it done. So, DJ, you very, very impressed with him right now. If I had to, if just... If I'm thinking 23, Stroud, Young, Levis, Richardson, Hooker, DJU's got to be right in the mix as a top five quarterback in the 23 class. But we'll see how the rest of the season plays out for him. Uh, hell of a job battling back for DJU. I love it for him. And that mental makeup is, is something that uh, is really important to me. Now, Texas A&M, another quarterback, KJ Jefferson. Uh you know, 12 for 19. This was a weird game because they started out on fire. KJ Jefferson started out on fire. And then the Arkansas team, after he tried to jump the ball in from the seven-yard line, I don't know what he was thinking there, um, just kind of went in the went in the dumps, right? But KJ Jefferson, 12 for 19, 171, two touchdowns. He almost threw a pick, but still no interceptions for, for Jefferson. And again, what I like about KJ is he doesn't turn the ball over. Last For his career, man. For his career, in the first two years, he didn't play much, but 
He's got he's got six interceptions on his career to 30 plus touchdowns. This is 32, 33 touchdowns, six interceptions on his career. This season, right now, 70%, 69% completion percentage, 67% last year with 2,600 yards, 21 TDs, four picks in the SEC. This is a kid that, again, six foot three, 240, ran the ball for 100 and what, 80 yards this game? 105, 105 yards on 18 carries. 18 carries, 105. And why they don't give the damn ball to Rocket Sanders more, I don't get it. But another one of these quarterbacks where the tools, the traits, the work ethic, he got in the lab, got his body back together. He looked good, man. KJ Jefferson is a, is somebody rising up my board as well. And Devon A-Chain, man. I, uh, he's going to be an interesting case study because they have him listed at 5'9", 185. I don't know if he's that big, but please, my fingers are crossed that he is. If he's 185, 190, whereas we talk about running backs, like I don't want these running backs under 200 pounds, this kid's different, man. Like There were plays where he would run the ball for four yards, and the commentators were like, yo, you can just see it, right? The explosiveness, the speed, Uh, A-chain is... A-Chain is legit. He's going to be an interesting case study to see how people value him in the fantasy space because uh, every time he touches the ball, it's electric. And he had 159, had a rushing touch. He just, he's fast, man. I, I bet they set his over-under 40-yard dash time at 4.30, and he's probably going to push 4.28, 4.26 at the combine. And with that type of speed... Even if you're using him as a kick returner and a complementary piece to a more traditional running back, it's it's probably going to work for a chain. He's one that I'm willing to kind of bet on those on those outlier traits uh, for Devon a chain. Zach Evans got banged up in the Ole Miss game, didn't play at all in the second half. I don't believe so. I'm not gonna not gonna dive too much into that game. But since we talked about A-Chain and, and the running backs, Tua's little brother did get benched. He played very bad for Maryland. J.J. McCarthy, so glad they made the switch. He's just a dynamic athlete, 2024 eligible. But I want to talk about Blake Corn. I want to talk about Blake Corn because it's time for everybody to start giving him uh, proper credit and respect playing the way he's playing out in the Big Ten. 243 rushing yards, two touchdowns in this game. Didn't even need him to catch the ball. Two 43, and he's just scoring. He's got nine touchdowns on the season right now. At 5'8", 210, I'm going to tell you right now, he reminds me of Ray Rice. I watch Blake Horn run the ball. You look at his body size. He reminds me of Ray Rice. He continues to play like this. He's going to declare, and he's probably going to be a second-round pick, third-round pick at worst. I'll put money on it. He's a day-two pick in the NFL draft. He's, he's big. He's not tall, but at 210, Blake Corm is probably going to run anywhere from 4.48 to 4.52. I think he's got that type of speed. And on that fast track in Indy, he could be sub 4.48. At 5.8, 2.10, if he's out there running a 4.4 with this type of production in a P5 conference, his ability to catch the ball, we saw him 24 receptions last year. I think he's a guy that, I that, that again, w- when you're looking at these running backs, right, you're asking me right now today, who do I have more confidence in as far as draft capital? Blake Corum or Sean Tucker at Syracuse is Blake Corum. Like it's Bla- I, I believe that Corum has a better all-around skill set at the running back position than Sean Tucker, but Sean Tucker is an elite athlete. I mean, he's a track guy, 10-3 guy in, in the 100-meter dash. He can move, right? 
it's it's Syracuse, man. And I'm just I'm I'm interested to see how the NFL world, the NFL community, because I know a lot of people think he's like a fourth round pick, will value Sean Tucker when it comes time for the NFL draft. But Blake Corm, uh, it's time to stop mocking him and. You know, round three of rookie drafts, round two. This kid can play, man. It's time to start giving him his credit. He can, he's an absolute baller. I love everything that we're seeing from Quorum as the lead back. He's better than freaking uh, Hassan Haskins was last year. That's for damn sure. All right. Number one team in the country struggled with Kent State. Stetson Bennett looked awful after I pumped him up for a week, giving him some credit. He looked bad. Brock Bowers led the team in rushing. Kenny, Kenny McIntosh. <sighs> I mean, I get it, right? He can catch the ball. He's at Georgia. I just, I'm not seeing top five running back. Kendall Milton, just a big kind of plodding type running back. It was just an off day for Georgia overall. And teams have that. USC went to Corvallis as they always do since they had damn Jacquez Rogers at running back and they struggled versus Oregon State. That's just, they just struggled versus Kent State, a one in three team. Georgia was struggling, and sometimes you get that. You play down to your opponents. you got to be ready to go every week, any given Saturday, right? Brock Bowers is a stud. Don't let anybody tell you any different. It's a shame we have to wait another year in order for Brock Bowers to declare uh, to the NFL draft, but he's a stud. Bijan Robinson over here at Texas, also a stud, two touchdowns. Um, Xavier Worthy dropping a lot of passes out there for UT, smoked two of them. Uh, Bijan wasn't really involved in the in the passing game, but another hundred yard day for Bijan. Bijan's, you know, you you look at what he's done this year. Outside of the UTSA game, which he should have destroyed UTSA, he's just kind of been he's been solid, right? He's the top back in the class. There's no doubt about it. But you know, a lot of these guys that we had high hopes for coming in the season, just dominating. They really aren't. The receivers are kind of poo. JSN is hurt. Butte doesn't want to play. Quentin Johnston. What are we doing with Quentin Johnston right now? You know, this dude It's four weeks in and we keep making excuses. And now we're calling him a value. Like, what do we do with Quentin Johnston? He's got all the athleticism, all the size in a game where TCU put up 42 points, 42 points. Let's go find Quentin Johnston. Oh, there he is. Three for 29. And I know a lot of this is Max Duggan isn't very good, but he did complete 22 passes, right? Keandre Miller, and he, I should have played him. He, in our model, he was like one of the highest. His fantasy score was like 15, something super low. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. And he went out there and smashed. But what are we doing with Quentin Johnston, who on this season has just, I mean, eight for 73. Eight for 73 in three games for Quentin Johnston. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to declare Rasheed Rice. I saw, I believe, Dane Brugler says he's top, the top senior wide receiver prospect for him. Um, him and Cedric Tillman right up there. He's going to be fun to watch at the Senior Bowl. He's 6'2", 203 pounds, and he's producing like a monster. Somebody that, again, Rasheed Rice is somebody that we need to be talking about a little bit more from a fantasy perspective, right? Especially with how bad some of these receivers have looked this season. I mean, literally, all my top... Four guys coming into the season were Addison, Butte, Smith and Jigben, Quentin Johnston, and three of them have done nothing. Addison's the only one that's producing. So it's just going to be interesting to see. If JSN did, in fact, tear a hamstring, it's going to be interesting to see how the community values him when it's all said and done. Stanford versus Washington. Late game, Tanner McKee, uh, three touchdowns. Again, I'm watching them, and I'm just kind of like, <sighs> I don't know. I guess he just he's like Davis Mills 2.0. Michael Penix came back down to earth a little bit, but he was still good. 309 yards, two touchdowns. 
Um, just two quarterbacks that I think get drafted, but they're they're nothing besides kind of backup level quarterbacks at the next level. Let me see if there are any other big takeaways from the games that I watched. I talked about Zach Evans being hurt. We hit on Bijan Robinson. Where is go to the ACC because I want to talk about Drake May in that game. Here we go. This was a this was a good one. Oh, that's Louisville and Malik Cunningham. Where are we, where are we at? North Carolina Notre Dame. Uh, Drake May, uh, five touchdowns, 300 yards. A lot of it was in comeback mode because North Carolina stopped playing after the first quarter of the game. But Drake May, a 24 eligible prospect, 24 quarterback class shaping up to be really good. Michael Mayer, you know, I've talked about him not being an elite guy. He's still the best tight end prospect in the class, but I'm not taking him in the first round. But he was, again, solid, seven for 88. Josh Downs coming back, had two touchdowns and Right now, I ask the question, who would you rather have, a Josh Downs or a Jordan Mims? Uh, just, not Jordan Mims, that's the running back from Fresno. Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, or Quentin Johnston? And I think right now, for me, I'd rather have Mims. I think we're all a little too low on Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Uh, four for 87, he had a long 50-yard touchdown run. Dylan Gabriel was Dylan Gabriel, was Dylan Gabriel this game. You see 330 and four. I asked the patrons, what do, you, what do we think draft capital for... Uh, for Dylan Gabriel will be, and I think he's going to be like a day three pick. Adrian Martinez had the game of his life. Four freaking rushing touchdowns. All I needed to do is Deuce Vaughn to get in once, but Vaughn, little guy, commanding 25. Deuce Vaughn can command 25 carries, and we can't get Gibbs over 10. I don't know I don't know if, 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 if Kansas State's doing it wrong or Alabama's doing it right, but damn, this is... I want to see Jameer Gibbs be able to go out there and get 25 rush attempts, right? He's got 87 on the season for four, 68 and three. Another 12 receptions. Vaughn on his way to smashing again uh, this year. Really good player, but at 5'6, 180 pounds. It's a hard sell for fantasy gamers to, to buy into that size of a quarterback, that archetype of a quarterback. We touched on Van Dyke briefly. I, he's just not it, y'all. I just I don't want anything to do with Van Dyke. Bo Nix, don't ask me about him. We're not doing anything with Bo Nix. Devin Leary had a good game versus UConn, which you should versus UConn, right? Four touchdowns, 320 yards. Receivers did a did a lot for him. I only watched a couple of snaps of this game just because everyone told me how bad Leary looked, and then I saw they were playing against uh, damn UConn, and he's out there shredding them. Jaron Hall uh, last night had a really good night if you stayed up to watch this game, which I did because I had some, some prop plays with Jaron Hall's fantasy score, but... Man, he threw a pass on the right sideline where you just say that is it. Not only is that an NFL throw, that's an elite NFL throw from Jaron Hall. So another one of those 2023 eligible prospects that are trying to position themselves to get inside that maybe potentially first round. We saw the Mel Kuypers and the Todd McShays mock Jaron Hall in the first round. It's it's a wild race after Stroud and Young. It's Richardson. It's it's Levis. It's Jaron Hall. It's Hendon Hooker. It's DJU making a push to get himself back into that into that conversation right now. And Hall's playing really good football um, this season. Were there any other big instant reaction takeaways? I've not watched everything yet. I'm just kind of touching on the things that I actually saw. Uh, Pac-12, of course, I watched my USC Trojan struggle for most of the game, but when we needed to throw, uh, Caleb Williams delivered as he always does. Two guys, yeah, let's 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 go this one. And this wasn't even a late game. Got them all over some campus to can rosters, but Jaden Ott, the true freshman running back out of Cal, my God, uh, he is he is smashing 
this season out of Cal. Somebody that I talked about in the in the recruiting process. Like I don't know how this guy was rated where he was because he was clearly, to in my opinion, one of the better incoming freshman running backs in the class. But 274 yards and three touchdowns versus Arizona. He's got nine catches on the season, two receiving touchdowns, six foot, 205. When it's all said and done, he's probably going to finish up about six foot, 210, 215. Jay not big play threat, and Jacob Cowing doing his thing to transfer over here at Arizona, still making plays. T Mac, T McMillan, uh, the true freshman, also another touchdown for him. Great involvement. He's going to have a really good sort of prospect profile after his freshman season, right? As a true freshman, he's already at 15 for 199, starting every game. Uh, that, that's not him. Where's uh, where's where's McMillan? There we go. Here we go. 11 for 200, two touchdowns. I'm going to say that ain't him. 6'5", 205 pounds. He'll finish up 210, 215. Really good young player. Um, T-Mac, that's what they call him. So really, really good young player. All right. That's about it as far as just wanted to just get some thoughts out there on what I saw. Penn State, Nick Singleton let me down. Katron Allen, good player. Everyone's talking about uh, Nick Singleton, and rightfully so. But Allen is a damn good guy as well. Let's see. Uh, got a couple of people, USC, Lucky Nolan threw four picks, yeah, but we got the job done, I don't care, we always act wild up there, uh, Deuce Vaughn is kind of insane, he's, has a literal touch of, yeah, I mean, he's a good player, man, he's very good, but he's also very, very small, which is, is the, is the sad part, so, just a quick little, little brain dump, 30 minutes, I just wanted to get it out, because, uh, Come Monday, nobody really cares about what happened in college football. Is there any other big takeaways, anything that y'all want to know about? DJU, very impressed. Will Levis, again, we didn't talk about him, but he had a good game. Four touchdowns, 300 yards. I want to see Will run the ball. We know Will can run the ball. I think he's like negative 50 damn rushing yards on the season. Where's he at? On the season, yeah, he's got negative 18, negative 12, 3, and negative 10. I don't know what's going on. I know the offensive line is is awful, so that's... Probably the main factor in why he's not being able to run the ball. But, you know, on the season, 67% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, 4 picks, 1,100 yards. Not bad from, for, for a guy throwing the true freshman out there. And once again, Barry and Brown, if, if, if you have not seen him play, and they've got weapons, man. I know they're young, but Levis has some weapons. Brown is a beast, 6'1". He's bigger than 166, but he can absolutely fly. Absolutely fly. All right, y'all. It's Sunday. I know you don't want to hear any more about college football, but needed to get it. Needed to get it out. Needed to get it out of my system. All right, y'all. Enjoy your Sunday. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube after the fact, you want to be a part of community, patreon.com forward slash all gas. If not, wake up with me and Jay Rich tomorrow money, morning, bright and early. 